Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Cairns and I am proud to be your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. This week is no different. Well, actually, it's a little bit different because this week, which is very rare for us, we have two artists and designers. Yes, not two separate episodes, but episode 127 featuring Vicki Carr and Chris Shearston. Vicki and Chris are the dynamic duo who make up textbook studios, and we're really excited to have them come on, and we spoke to them about the work that they're doing with Cloudwater Brew Co., and just kind of their overall story and then history, their mission, what goes on day to day, little talk about toilets, and just uh, all around, you know, good conversation with some good people. It's, yeah, we're really lucky. I mean, they really get geeked out. You know, we love all of our artists, but it's just something really special when we're able to connect with people from, you know, all over the world, just especially during these, uh, you know, very interesting times. And it's, uh, it's really a blessing. And this was a great episode. You know, laughs were had, stories were told, and it was really a nice follow-up to the adventures that I got to have with my family in April when we did get to go over to, you know, London and spend some time there. And uh, we're really lucky to be able to check out the, the Cloudwater Brew Co. tap room, you know, in London. And it was just, uh, it was lovely. So we talk about that. We talk about design. We talk about their, you know, their, how they became to be. And it's just, um, I don't know, I think it's a really good episode. And I think people are really going to like this one. So especially... As an American, there's definitely some new words that we're going to learn today. You know, things and colloquialisms from, you know, the other side of the pond. Oh, see what I did there? Yes. Minus five points, AJ. But it just, uh, it was just good. It was one of these episodes where I just wish that they were over a few pints, you know, and just kind of telling stories and laughing and trying to find cool textures and adventures together. So who knows? We'll give you a little teaser. You know, it's a, it's a good one. It gives us some uh creative insight into their process, you know, who they are and, you know, the business and, you know, what made them decide to create textbook studio. So follow along with textbook.studio on the World Wide Webs or textbook studio on Instagram. So this is episode 127, Vicky and Chris, Cloudwater Bruco, uh, AJ. Remember, we have uh, upcoming at the end of the month, September 28th and 29th in Bridgeton, Maine. The Art of Craft Beer Hubbub. It is going to be wonderful. We have eight artists. We have uh, live painting. We have four different uh, food vendors throughout the weekend. We've got music. We've got uh, a band. Let's see what else we have for you. I'll be there. We've got some great glasses and t-shirts that we had made for the event. Uh, It's just it's in a special space that's really going to be able to have a positive impact on the community in Bridgeton and just really all around this is going to be uh, something special and it's going to be the first of many that we're going to do up there as I may have mentioned before I'm a huge fan of Maine so make sure you check it out theartofcraftbeer.com more information there we're excited because we're also going to be um, you know money raised from the event will you know go towards a, a, you know, a charity which is really important to us uh, especially being up there and what we're trying to do, you know, the Loon Echo Land Trust. You can find out more information about them at Loon with two O's. So like Boone, L-O-O-N-E, 
C-H-O-L-A-N-D Trust. So Loon Echo Land Trust, LoonEchoLandTrust.org for more information. And obviously you get some more information there at the event. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're really excited. Hopefully you can make it. Tickets are still available on the website, theartofcraftbeer.com. And we thank you. Speaking of thank yous, this is kind of cool. We usually, we usually, uh, we usually request or, or beg for likes or ratings and all that type of stuff or you know reviews. But we got a really nice review uh, recently, and I just want to share with you engaging content and great insights. Huh? I'm a graphic designer, podcast host, and beer enthusiast. And as soon as I found this 16 ounce canvas, I realized that realized that this program was helping provide my three biggest passions with insight and value. Thanks for being a creative hat trick. Boom! And we got five stars. So head on over, do your do yours, and maybe we'll start reading them uh, start reading them on the air. So let's get into it. Episode 127. We'll come back uh, on the other side of the dial, as they say, and we'll talk about the 16 ounce doodle or die. And uh, we'll just keep things moving along. So you're listening to 16 ounce canvas episode 127. Fun math fact, 127 is a prime number, only divides by one in itself. Yeah, think about that. Boom. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Very excited to have with us today, checking in from Manchester. Uh, we have Vicki Carr and Chris Shearston. They are the founders, the, the tag team duo of Textbook Studio. We came to learn of their work through Cloudwater Brewing. And our great adventures uh, earlier in the year when we came to visit uh, London, and just wanted to uh, you know thank you both for for joining us. It's almost quitting time over there. Uh, oh yeah, no problem. Um, glad to be doing it. It is it is nearly quitting time, and it's I did consider having a beer while we were doing this, but it just feels a little bit early at half two. It's half two, so I don't want anyone to think that we routinely stop working at half past two yeah. in the day. No, well, this is work. I mean, you're yeah, promoting yeah. your brand. It's called, you know, yeah. getting the brand recognition out there, and yeah, I would, uh, so you're saying that me having this beer right now at uh, half nine in the morning is not not good. Socially, you're not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait until at least midday of <laughs> no, I'm having a coffee. I'm, yeah, it's it's good. There's uh there's quite a bit of quite a bit of work to do today, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, excellent. Um yeah, so here's what we're going to do. We're just going to since there's two of you, you're both going to have to tell us your your life stories and kind of, you know, very long-winded in every detail. So no no <laughs> spare no expense for us, but yeah. this is this is really the part of the of the interview where we just kind of want to learn, you know, how you found your, you know, love of drawing, how you found your your passion for design. Obviously, since you're a, you know a duo, you know, it'd be kind of cool to how you guys kind of teamed up, um, mm-hmm. and we'll uh, and we'll see where we go. Yeah. Um, well, so my family uh, live in York, and I came over to Manchester to study, uh, and that was a graphic design degree. Um, I met Vicky at the at the college that we were both doing it at. And we kind of worked together as students. And then as we came towards graduating, it just kind of came about that we fancied the idea of trying to work together um, and then spent how many years now? Nine, 10 next year. 10, 10 years working together. So that's the really abridged version. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine's pretty much the same. Um, I'm from Manchester anyway, and I met Chris whilst we were studying. 
and we just hung out together every day for three years um I think probably what united us the most is that we had some different ideas to to what we wanted to do as a design career uh different to all our peers we we just didn't see a job that we thought was appealing and maybe that's really snobby of us but we just thought we could do it better and so we just decided to do our own thing everyone told us we were nuts um you know you have to have 20 years experience to do this um and we just thought no we want to we want to combine all these things that we love because we're really interested in education as well um we're both we teach one day a week at Salford University which is a really excellent um design degree um and both of us love doing that we love being involved in design education as well we also work on lots of different uh socially engaged projects so um, yeah, and lots of stuff for arts and culture, obviously, mm. aside from beer. We specialise in publications. So, yeah, we've got all these different strands. And when we were students, it was kind of like, no one is going to let us do all this as a job. Uh, so we may as well just try and... Yeah. I mean, for us, Cloudwalk, I think we've been going with Cloud... Because they, they're three now? Four, I think. Are they four? I'm going to say we four. should really know that. We should um, know. But we've been working with Paul Jones since since before it was called Cloudwater, since before he settled on anything. Um, and we developed the brand for him, developed, well, the current website, the shop, all, all the visuals for it. But it's it's kind of hard trying to think about the fact that that's it's not all mm. we do. We spend a lot of time doing publications. and. But that's how we know, that's how we met Paul Jones and how we know him was basically through the arts scene uh, in Manchester because a lot of us would just go to this this one bar often um and we knew him through that he used to make uh maybe does still make music does he still I think he makes music on the download <laughs> okay whoops maybe edit that out anyway we knew we knew Paul through that scene so uh yeah it's like every every weird strand of our business crosses over and we meet people and do different things a lot of the art shows we do have Cloudwater beer there mm. Cloudwater are fantastic supporters of the local art scene and artists and you know they really believe in that so um that's i think they were probably the one of the first if not the first brewers in the uk at least to start doing that sort of thing it feels like it to me as well um in the sense of commissioning artworks for the front of their cans that felt new back then it's not so new now mm. yeah and that's how i i, I definitely identify their, those cans especially Given the traditional nature of you know the beer and packaged goods over there, um, you, it was a lot more font and topography heavy for you know it means still is in some countries, but I mean you really can see the the revolution and I think Cloudwater plays a big part of that. So you guys mm. play a huge part in that, which is awesome. Mm. Mm. I think it's it's mainly just all come about from our how our relationship with Paul is, which is very laid back easy going we we chat all the time we agree about a lot of stuff a lot of it's really silly like it, some of his feedback is bizarre um I don't know if I'm allowed to give an example without embarrassing him but um uh, I sent him okay so our, a lot of our artwork goes in phases because it's stuff that we're influenced by and it maybe doesn't make sense to anyone else and that's fine like um like at the minute I'm interested in super noodles a lot and um, I made a, a series of like, yeah. a series of artworks that are, um, Chris is just pointing at them on the. Um... So I don't know if you uh, 
Well, they've, they're releasing a batch, a few batches of uh, pale ales. I think they're pale ales. One's called Relevant to Our Interests, and the other one we're looking at is Ready to Drink. And uh, there are... From my... There your noodle, noodle from, inspiration. Yeah, snippets from my Super Noodle series. So um, I'm moving out of that phase now. But we, I recently sent um, a rejected one to Paul. I don't know if it ever got made. Um, that he said looked like something like uh, smuggled heroin pods or something. And I, <laughs> what? Are you, what? I've what? Oh, it's human meanings. Yeah. It, it got made. Okay, right. So I was thinking about that. You know, like cheesy what's it crisps, right? Like Cheetos. Yeah. So I was making stuff that looked like that, and um, yeah, we often. We have this in really good sort of silly relationship with Paul where we can send him something and he'll he'll give us this insane, a long laugh and then a bizarre piece of feedback, um, usually followed by, can you make it weirder? Yeah. I like Even that. Weirder. Yeah. 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 So he's a great collaborator for us. Yeah. If you go to a textbook studio on Instagram, you can see the relevant to our interest up there. And it's uh, ironic today. I have a lunch date and we are going to get ramen and pho so i will i will be thinking of you and wishing i was drinking a couple of those beers uh yeah. while i ha- why why s- s- slurp on my noodles so yeah <laughs> <clears throat> but i like that story i mean i like you know in, in university were you did you feel that your work was kind of considered like outside of like the because it's kind of weird now if you're a teacher you know you're teaching so and then you're in school and thinking that you weren't really going to be able to you know, do what you truly love. I find a place that would ex- accept that or would keep you guys happy. Were you were you doing things that you th- that, that people thought were different or had a different approach to it, or you just knew that you didn't want to be in some sort of confine of of working for, I guess, the man or the woman. However, I don't know if that term carries over there. The, working for the man, but um, yeah. Yeah, the man. Mm-hmm. I think I think we had mostly quite different ideas of what we want wanted to do um I think we just graphic design and advertising are kind of a funny one because I guess we reject that idea of working for you know big business and stuff like that we want to work for local people that we can meet and go for a beer with and or a coffee and you know make a difference to something that is near to us so we never aspired to do the classic thing of you could get a job at a, a, a big reputable uh, agency and you can do work for Nike or you can do work for Coca-Cola or I don't know some of these slightly more reprehensible mm. large I think we also we so we lived we lived in Man- well we do live in Manchester but we studied at a small college called Stockport College um, and they were running a degree program and it was small and it was intimate and uh, and we were we were the underdogs really because we weren't Manchester university or Salford University you know we were the the little guys and I think that underdog mentality is stuck with us mm. well I, we're team underdog I, I support the underdog uh, I guess I mean that's kind of what we're doing kind of the DIY our own roles and you know that brings us the joy of it which is you know that's really what you're you're looking for but what, what I yeah I do I do love because we always say that we always find interesting people and they're they're really shitty jobs is pro- and so you guys probably just cut those well, I'm not saying it was easy, but you probably cut that having that post-university shitty job uh, years kind of uh, you trimmed that off, which was uh, very risky. But I'm just glad you know, ten years strong. I mean, they say the first couple of years are really the, the the telling point, and so 
congrats to you both for you know for being crazy enough to just go for it right out of uni and uh, still being here to, still being here to talk about it. I know, yeah. But we were just talking about that before we came came on with you actually. That uh, it's so difficult thinking. Would you Would you do it again now? Would you start? Because so we're we're thirty we're 31, 31. Um, and uh, the idea of starting now with almost nothing and spending 10 years struggling it feels horrendous but that's because you know the ignorance yeah. is bliss yeah if oh yeah know, yeah how hard it's going to be of course let's try this insane thing uh we've moved studios maybe eight times in nine years oh, um, my so we're really Ooh. good at yeah no we're really, <laughs> we're really good at packing things yeah. quickly and um spreading out and really making a new place our own quite quickly the first year of our business we spent on the top floor of a derelict mill which everyone told us was dangerous really <laughs> unsafe yeah. there were it rained indoors when it rained that's how derelict it was and um there were gaps in the floorboards the size of pound coins so if you dropped anything it was just kind of gone down to the next floor <laughs> um, but it was great it was our own it was massive and right, it was right. freezing and we built, um, we we're just we've always been really resourceful and just we're happy to build and make whatever we don't have and improvise. We don't think you need a big shiny thing and lots of money to to succeed. So we we built our own first studio within this derelict top floor of a mill, and um, everyone would come and visit us. It was the warmest place yeah, in the whole so. building. Um, but we've always done that. People have always had this attitude that surprises us a little bit which is, oh, you guys have got so much energy. You just really get shit done, don't you? And it's like, well, what else is there to do? Yeah. So I yeah. don't know. Maybe we just daft and do things without knowing what we're doing. Yeah. We still don't know what we're doing. I think that's I think that's great, though. I think they're just kind of just like just duct tape it together, figure it out, and that's the, the solution is that you just know you got to get to the end point. You, you figure out how to get there. And um, it's it's kind of nice, you know. I, I really enjoy that, I, and I do think when you look back, you know, right out of college, I you know I had I had a nine to five job, but I managed a band and I did a radio show, and and mm. now I'm I'm old, I'm forty. Like I, the idea of working my job and then driving three hours to like Boston or Philadelphia yeah. to help the band, and then they play for an hour for, and then to drive home and then be at the office the next day it makes me like want to rock back and forth in a ball like it's but but that's what we did to like that was you're saying the the blissfully ignorant like i just that was that just felt like right and i was like okay i gotta i gotta put food on the table but you know my love is what's going to happen once that's taken care of and so i i admire i mean one of the things that we've come to really learn about and really admire is the you know is the entrepreneur and i just I have a huge level of admiration for for you guys, and I think it's really, I think it's really awesome that you just said fuck it, you know, excuse me, but like you know, just went for it. And I think you're you're probably inspiring other people just by doing you know being your truest self and doing socially conscious work and being involved in the community and and teaching. Your your life choices are impacting others just by just by example. You know, you're not preaching to them or telling them the right or wrong, but you're just you're doing what you think is right. And I think that, you know, kind of changes the, the culture. Yeah. Well, hopefully you really can't imagine doing anything else when you've done it for this long. Yeah. We, we often joke that we broke ourselves, that we just couldn't, 
I mean, we do go in nine five to the studio, but the idea of having a, a proper boss and doing a real job in quote marks, it just seems so unusual to us now. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, and the thing is, like, when you work for yourself, you're kind of, I mean, for better or for worse, you're always working, right? Like, you're always thinking. You might not yeah. you might not be in front of the computer or sketching or, or you know, working on a brief, but it's kind of hard just to, to turn it off. I mean, that, that could be one of the downsides, but, I mean, that's one of the beauties of it when you're away, from, you know, wherever you are, you're you're always at work. It's kind of sad. We've always been quite... Uh, because that is that is really definitely a thing. Um, we try to. We've always had a studio, even though obviously as time goes on, the studio becomes expensive. But it's super important to us to have a place to go. Because I feel like, and I'm sure you think the same. It, the idea of working from home or or always always being turned on is just it's killer. You've got to have somewhere to go, uh, and step mm. into that brain space when you get there. Yeah, I think what you were saying about driving back and forth and managing having lots of different jobs and lots of different hats we we we're super lucky at the minute to have this amazing shared studio space called um the engine house in salford uh inside islington mill studios like a big artist studios building um we share with lots of different artists uh, and designers and everyone does that everyone has lots of different hats they everyone has a few different jobs it's, it's kind of rare for us to like obviously we know people but the majority of people that we know don't have one job Mm. they're juggling lots of stuff uh, and we think that's really interesting and varied and you know rather than a detriment like some of our friends still work in bars and like we were saying before all of our stuff kind of connects up the beer and people that we know are working in arts or publications or Mm. education it all kind of marries up and no one does just the one Mm. yeah so it's a nice lifestyle if you can turn off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I have a, a corporate gig and I, it's, it's nice and allows me, it's kind of nice because, you know, af- after this, you know, you'll, uh, I want to come visit you or at some point we'll have beers in the future, where, wherever that is, but I get to travel a little bit for work. And so it's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, you know, the two worlds kind of intersect, you know, and depending on where I end up, I try to reach out. I mean, cause being on the road for sales, I mean, it's not it's not as sexy as it's made out to be. It can be a little, little sad and, and lonely at, at the times. And so, if you get to meet cool people, have cool experiences, or even just kind of get involved in the local scene to, to try to find some new guests, it's uh, it's cool. Yeah. But but yeah, it allows me to have the freedom to really. I mean, you're going to be shocked, but podcasts don't really pay the bills or any bills. But <laughs> but they bring this is probably my you know this is my joy, and so that's why it's important to me. And so that yeah, it works itself out. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's actually uh, it's it's on my list of things to try and uh, sort out. If you're listening, Paul Jones, take us places. That'd be fun. I've heard that uh, I've heard Japan's quite good, and he sends people there quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, let me know if, if I can. Uh, we'll do a live interview there. We'll do something, but yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> we should, we'll we should pick a place in the middle where you want to go and we want to go, and we'll meet yeah. you there. Yeah, we okay. should do well, one of our our big. We we were doing the show in Maine, and we're we have, we're probably gonna do one in Philadelphia, and we would love that we've we've interviewed probably at least a dozen and a half, if not maybe more now, international artists, and there's a good amount of them in the UK. So maybe we could brainstorm and do some sort of uh, art of craft beer, you know, UK event or something like that. But that yeah. you guys wouldn't really get to go anywhere. But I mean, 
I, I so but ideal. <laughs> yeah. We're right in the middle. Yeah, right. We'll make it work. Yeah, we'll just find an island somewhere and it'll be like the three of us and we'll just take turns, yeah. 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 Cool. So so let's talk about the um, kind of your, your process and the tools um that you're creating with. And, you know, what is you know, what do you obviously because you're maybe we'll just talk about the beer labels because you do websites and, and, and other and, and publications, but are you are you all digital? Do you do you sketch and then bring it into you know into your tools? You know what's the what's the creative process like? Because it's it's quite different depending on which one we're working on. Because obviously, Cloudwater are brewing quite a lot of one-off beers, and each one-off beer now has its own unique artwork and its own unique name, and we're trying to work in in sets or series. And so, for example, I'm just trying to scroll through the Twitter feed now, the Instagram feed now. I'm thinking about, uh, so for example, the pails, they're all they're all Vicky's vector illustrations that look like noodles. Um, and I guess that's, that's just spending time <clears throat> thinking about something, pushing around shape. And that's very computer-based. Mm -hmm. um, we try to have a couple of different sets mm. on the go. So we'll have some vector um, they're good for an emergency. Uh, there usually is, okay, we need a can immediately, right now, the artwork needs to go. Mm. And that the vectors are good for that. But we also, um, we take a lot of photographs, we do a lot of mark making, mm. textural printmaking. Um, we, we do a lot of scanned work. So kind of um, putting things on the scanner in the studio. I like collecting weird textural or sculptural objects and putting them on the scanner and seeing what happens. And also, Chris carries around um, in his bag probably the best thing we've ever bought, mm. uh, like a little handy scanner. So it's like like the the regular scanner without the box. You know the bit that moves when you when you make a photocopy or a, a scan, the, the sort of light that moves. It's kind of like that. It's like a stick. It looks a bit like a roll of tinfoil or something. Um, so we what, we well, take yeah. that with us. Yeah. So what that means is you'll find me looking at a nice bit of floor and scanning the floor for a label later. We did a whole series quite a while ago now of different floor and wall scans. Pop floors. It's kind of a lot of the work then, because it does go through a computer and it tends to be color adjusted to a point where you probably don't know what it is anymore. And it just becomes textural, textural color and shape. And we quite like that because it's, you know, we're not, we're not the illustrative, we're not illustrators like some uh, brewery, uh, artists so we're more texture and color and shape quite abstract stuff mm. we're very strict about we don't like using people on the labels or anything that is sort of gendered or sort of could construe any kind of i guess like a negative meaning i think it's really important to us that we don't accidentally communicate something that would well, piss someone, piss off, someone yeah. off or offend them or um you know, it, it, for us, we're just interested in the the artist side of it, and we don't think that's necessary. Um, mm. But yeah, you, it's if you know people that live in Manchester, it's not uncommon to see us crawling around on the pub floor or scanning a table yeah. or stood balanced on something trying to get a scan of a window. Um, like we've been spotted doing that quite a few mm. times, actually. Mm. So, so it's basically collecting collecting texture for later. Mm. I would, can you take a picture? I would like to see what the scanner looks like. But I, I, I really, being there in person and seeing it in a, 
in the tasting room space, you could really mm -hmm. see that level of texture with the, I think the, there's a lot of the flags in, in the pieces and, and what have you. And it's really, yeah. it was really well curated. It, it had, you know, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was topical. It made you think and talk about it. And it wasn't, it was really unique, which again, in this hyper competitive space is really important. And from, you know, following along with Paul and his, his vision and message, the idea of, having something that's not, you know, that's inclusive and doesn't, uh, you mm. know, limit one group or, you know, feel, make people feel left out, I think mm. is, is really smart. And, um, yeah, I think it just kind of fits into the, the vision, not only of Cloudwater, but what you guys are doing a textbook. So I think it's, uh, it's a really great match. And I, I love the idea of you crawling around a, a pub, <laughs> pub floor trying to, yeah. uh, yeah. get the perfect it's, texture, which is, I mean, it's great. Cause like I said, like you just see something you're, I use like the voice memo on my phone all the time for that. Like, does an idea pop up at random hours, and I don't, like I don't always remember things, and so I'm always I'll go back and be like, oh, that was a great idea, or that was terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's I guess it's worth mentioning the tap room you've just described. So in London, Cloudwater for the for ooh, about a year now, I think, has had an, an archway, a railway arch, so it's quite thin and long, and uh, that space is is a big collaboration between. We were involved in like the feel of it and the layout of it. Our friend Rory was involved and he kind of, his, the bar in there, if you can imagine it's um, a masterpiece. Yeah, it's uh, it's cast concrete in very like natural, curvy, textural, wavy shapes with uh, different, different grades of concrete going through it to make it multicolored. I don't know whether that would be how you would describe it as well. Yeah, it was, I mean, I was trying to, the tap list was amazing. I was just and like, I, I think they might've felt like I had too many. Cause I was like trying to stare at the, the bar, trying to figure out what was going like, going on. It was, uh, yeah, every, every, like I said, every piece of that place was really smart. That I put together. It was, uh, it was enjoyable. I mean, I was, I was there with the family too. So, mm. you know, that was, that was nice. I mean, literally my, you know, my father and my, my young boys and my wife. So it was like all different perceptions and everybody, everybody was loving it. The kids, yeah. even the cool, cool neon light you know with the logo you know it just just a lot it was like a lot of smart yeah. little things that just because those bunk, those bunkers are really unique i mean it, it's really a unique shape for a building it's, and it's, it's so it's so much bigger than you realize yeah yeah sometimes i think i go so high for the ride And we are back. You're listening to the 16-ounce canvas. We're still here. AJ Kieran's episode 127 featuring Vicky and Chris, Vicky Carr, Chris Shearston, Textbook Studios, talking about Cloudwater Brewing. And so why this episode is special, obviously we said the other we went to the, the tap room in London, but through beer, and one of the cool things I really hope you get a chance to check out on, on Twitter is I am craft beer hashtag and it's just really wonderful with Dr. J you know turned from a negative into a positive and it's really been uh, you know sharing that with the community you know with that said um, you know we've mentioned uh, you know our good friend Dama beer culture you know numerous times before we've actually had him on on you know, as one of our first you know non-designer you know special guests on, on the pro project and he and I have become friends. You know, I think he's a great person. He's doing great things. You know, we've actually, you know, I was really blessed to be able to get to, to get to hang out with him. Yeah, his book uh, book launch in, in Brooklyn. 
big ups to. And so, and I knew that he was friends with with, uh, with Paul from Cloudwater. That goes way back. And so, it's all about these connections for me. You know, if I think or connect with somebody and they're and they vouch for somebody or friends with somebody, it really just kind of brings it all together. So, when I was talking with with Dom, you know, he put me in touch with with Paul. Paul put me in touch with you know Chris and then Vicky. And then here we are with Chris and Vicky. So it really comes full circle. You know, it's really special. When we're on vacation, you know, you get, you know, everyone gets a kind of couple places they they can go or things they want to do. And you know, one of my things was to make sure we got to, you know, cut the cloud water. I thought it was a maybe I don't want to say once in a lifetime because I really hope that you know I get to get back over there and really dive in and maybe you know get to go to the main space and you know we got so many wonderful people over there that we've been you know blessed to to spend time with crazy idea you know doing the event over over there at some point but we had to get there because it really just felt like it brought everything together you know got some you know got ourselves a shirt you know sampled a bunch of beers and it was just it was really it was it was important and so I think that that's why this is a great episode for me hopefully you're enjoying it as much as I am it really brings everything together you know Vicky and Chris are you know really kind and good people you know they have a good good sense of humor and we had a lot of fun and uh, you know hopefully hopefully you're enjoying it part two 16 ounce doodle or die 160 z doodle you can see all the all the hashtags and you know everyone doing their thing I think we're by the time this one airs, it'll be about day 13 or 14, depending on uh, where you're checking out. And it's just been, it's just been a lot of fun. I've really been having a good time personally. You know, I decided to make the dive in and bought, you know, a year subscription to, you know, Creative Cloud, you know, with, from uh, from that company that starts with an A. And using their, you know, using Illustrator and trying to better understand how to do that. I think it's going to help me, A, to better understand the guests. I think it'll make me a better interviewer. And I don't know. I've been having a good time with that. I mean, I'm definitely a little hacky, but I'm learning. I'm watching some videos and tutorials when I have the chance, you know, asking some questions to folks and you know, just kind of learning as we go. And it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. There's some fucking amazing people out there. So if you're out there and you're doing it, you're rocking, you know, just, and then people saying how oh, I rush to make time for it. it. Just, it's like, it's, that's so cool to me because, you know, we interviewed Robbie a little over two years ago, Robbie Davis from Against the Grain. Robbie Davis is the man. And he mentioned it. And so I was like, oh, you know, I didn't want to take his idea. You know, I mean, he didn't, he didn't invent it, but, you know, we spoke about it. You know, he was down. We did it two years ago, and we were just growing at that point. And so, really, to see where it's come and just what people are doing with it, it's really, you know, it's just some really creative folks out there, and it's super cool. You know, it's bringing everybody together. It's, you know, it's it's allowing people to be creative. You know, folks have thanked us numerous times for, you know, just the prompts because it keeps them busy. So, check it out. One six O Z, Duel or Die. And uh, I think you'll definitely dig what we're doing. And here's another thing. Just give it a shot, you know? Just just go go for it. There's nothing, there's nothing, you know, nothing lost. You're, you know, you're, hopefully it'll, it'll be fun and enjoyable. You'll, you know, you'll connect with others. And, you know, who cares, you know? Like, I know that maybe, you know, that I'm not an artist, but I'm having fun and I'm learning a new skill and, you know, having a new appreciation for others. I don't know. Do me a favor. Just give it a shot. Just do one. Do one and just shoot it to us. You know, 
you know, in the, our DMs or whatever, or email to us. You won't post it, but just you know, give it a shot. Do me that favor. What do you think? Just one. All right. So let's get back into it. Episode 127. Still a prime number. Chris and Vicky. Textbook Studio. Cloudwater Bruco. Right here on the 16 ounce canvas. The art of craft beer podcast. The one thing this is going to sound, well, I don't know if it sounds weird. The one thing that we're really happy with and proud of in that space is, is just how big the toilets are. Because you're there to have a nice time and you're there to drink and you're going to need the toilet. And a lot of the bars on that strip, it's changing a lot now, but they would have portaloos outside, which just isn't very nice. And we really wanted that to be, we wanted everyone to be comfortable, enough toilets. So if you, if you need to go, you don't have to queue. But again, especially for you've got to consider, you know, what if a person in a wheelchair turns up and you, you know, because we do a lot of work with art galleries as well, we're always thinking about things like wheelchair turning circles, which is like really, you know. Difficult. It's not the sexiest thing to design yeah. about a bar, but it's important. And it's important to us that, and to Paul that everyone mm. has a nice time mm. and doesn't feel like uh, put off by the classic sort of walk into a pub. It's full of quite leery guys mm. um, and it doesn't feel super welcoming. Like the space is fun. A lot of it is pink. Mm. Um you know, it's got sort of crazy uh, bench design by Rory. Um, design making stall is his Instagram handle. He's just a wizard, a wizard mm. with anything mm. to be made. So the space is quite it's small for sure, but it's... Mm. Um, well, it works. It works. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I mean, we... Yeah, we were there right when it opened. I think one of the, the guys, we were like waiting outside for it to, to open and... Uh, yeah. They let us in. They're like, uh, yeah, whenever you're ready. And it was like, oh, you can come in early. And it was, yeah, it was just great. We kind of just squatted out and just, it was, uh, it was a great day. So it was, it was nice because that was really, really important for us to, I get, a, I get to pick a couple adventures on our trips and usually their breweries are related. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was my choice of the day. And everyone, everyone was happy. You can kind of tell pretty quickly if it's not like you're saying, like those moments when you realize that the place is maybe not for everyone and it's just kind of awkward you know you can kind of tell pretty quickly if it's not thought yeah. out and what have you and so the even that level of detail with the you know the turning radius it's just you know again it's that doesn't show up in the designs doesn't show up in on paper right but it's really the the thoughtfulness is something that you know people yeah. pe- people realize that and it's you can't really fake that either you can't just be like hey we're the most wheelchair friendly place in town come over here and it's just it's like it just it sounds like shit well, it's, it, Paul always says, you know, he wants it to be absolutely a world-class brewery with world-class tap rooms, and you can't have anything in there that isn't isn't as good as it should be. Mm. Um, so we we spend a lot of time trying to make that happen. Yeah, um, we keep talking about the toilets, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we do do things that are not toilets, obviously. <laughs> um, but it's um, so when the the tap room in Manchester first opened. Um, the um the the toilets are split into kind of <laughs> classic i know this is going to sound really weird but it's kind of it it's it's supposed to be gender neutral kind of um and we have to make signs that say things like this is a standing toilet and stuff like that so it kind of impacts on our thoughts and conversations about graphic design um we have the conversation about what should a genderless toilet sign look like i feel like we have that probably once a project mm. with different clients well and, then, and the and answer then is a toilet yeah and then there's <laughs> been the, um we had a long chat with paul about whether it should 
should it say toilet or should it say urinal or should it say like stall? And then Paul wanted to make sure that it was a, a visual so that if perhaps you didn't read English, you would still understand it. And uh, yeah, we get we go down some rabbit holes with that kind of thing. Right. The last thing I'm going to say about the toilet, yeah. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, the Right. So Paul programs the music in the entire brewery. And if you're lucky, at some point, he'll probably try and catch your attention and put something weird on and slowly turn the volume up whilst maintaining eye contact with you. Um, in the toilets, he is programmed uh, mindful. It's like how do you like meditate, like a guided meditation. Yeah. So that's happening while toilet well, things are happening. <laughs> um, so but you can hear people talking in there, whatever. And um, one of the things that I that I like about the place is that it's it's got loads of sort of complimentary um, like tampons and stuff. Again, it's it's for everyone. And I once was in there and I heard someone like some old fella saying like what are these what are these for <laughs> oh well, who wants these yeah you don't need these in here what are these for what are these weird little things and i was just like in a way i was kind of like yes because confronting people with confronting yeah. people with something that maybe not in an aggressive way but it's like yes other people share this space yeah and i we're really pleased and proud to that it's like you say it's such a good match between us and Paul and Cloudwater, I feel like we're all on the same page with this kind of everyone should be allowed to enjoy it, not just not just the beer nerds. Not just the beer yeah. nerds. Yeah. Sorry, beer nerds. That's a, yeah, we got that's fine. I do I do love I'm not saying I'm one, I'm just saying I I we I accept your apology on their behalf, like one of those like award shows. <laughs> but I do just love the idea of an old man like I, I would I would have been even better if he came out and was like, what is it like not knowing what to do with it or like you, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like thinking it's like a nosebleed or something. There's like not like old man, like old people like don't know things, and so especially old men like that's probably never been talked about at like a yeah. old person's table. So like I was that that would have brought me such joy. Like just to be like, what did like going to the bar and be like, what do you do? With, what is this? Like uh, these are someone left these here. Might wanna, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wish, I wish that. No, I don't wish that had happened. It's just it was just a funny moment, and it's every now and again, it's you interact, you overhear something. Like for example, we were we were in the Enid Street tap room in London, the Archway, and we overheard people talking about the artwork and the design of the space. And you feel like a bit of a fraud in that situation because we designed the thing. So it's like, oh, I'm going to listen in on this and yeah. and get the real scoop. And it, it it's nice. You kind of feel like you're going to be found out in a minute, and they'll be like, Aha, the designers are here. I'll <laughs> tell you what I really think. But um, yeah, it was just nice. They were just commenting on like they like the artwork, like the space. It was, mm. you know, something different. They were asking who'd done the work, and I think that that has been the real pleasure over the past few years working with Paul and Cloudwater. That we've we've gone from flat, well, we've gone from logos through to artwork, now to spaces, and and now obviously with friends and family and beer, uh, we're heavily involved in that, both in. Uh, dressing it up so it looks nice, um, thinking about the way people move around it, um, trying to work out how people enjoy mm. it and experience it. It's it's a really exciting kind of time for us. And then, and then you have to be on these podcasts. I mean, it's just great. I mean, really, you're, it, things, are just, things are just going up, right? I mean, one thing after <laughs> yeah. another. Now, before you mentioned about having kind of uh, – a few designs on the you know in your back pocket for those we need we need a label yesterday what is and this is probably gonna you know be interesting but what's the typical i guess life cycle from we have we you know for you guys to create a label or is it something that 
you're always creating you know these series so that you have those kind of uh, backlogs yeah well I, I think um from chatting to different... my apologies Oh. I couldn't hear what you oh. said. <laughs> Hello. Siri got involved here. That's the first. Yeah. Um, from chatting to different friends who do artwork in the beer industry, it everything feels very turbulent. And because Cloud Rock is such a everything, well, the majority of the stuff we deal with is a one-off, it really is that you need a, an artwork yesterday. And so me and Vicky are kind of, Every now and then we have days where I'll say, I really need us to both sit down and, and develop some more stuff. And we've got folders full of weird photos or unusual scans or, or things that we know are kind of like a good set. So you could do another one if you needed to. Um, so it, it can really be pretty rapid for a turnaround. I was going to say that we've actually got quite a comprehensive sort of information management system in place in that we've got we use google uh sheets with the brewery to fill in can information and then stuff like mm. that over the years we've kind of honed how the can information is given to us and how the artwork is signed off so it's a bit more streamlined um but in terms of generating stuff in the studio kind of nothing and no one is safe like we've rifled through family photo albums and yeah. extracted things yeah. we've taken photos of our friends and they've ended up on a can oh yeah my most excited moment was when our friend studio mate paul smashed his phone screen and i wanted a photograph of that phone screen because i knew it'd make a good label that was bittersweet for him mm. all yeah. of our friends um if they get a good computer glitch they have to send it to us oh yeah i, I need the glitches i always anything that goes wrong with a computer if you can screenshot it it's perfect really good and we've just um the past week we've actually been running um academic workshops at a design research conference which is not as dull as it sounds um but we were in based in uh the manchester school of art and there was some nice stuff on the floor that we photographed that mm. was you know, someone had kicked over some paint or something. Yeah, I don't know. When, when do you think this will be uh, ready and live? This episode? Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe next week? Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm, just, I'm just thinking about... Uh, thinking when, about being out yeah, yet. Thinking about when it'll be out yet or not. Um, maybe. I'm being told... I'm just looking at the, the, uh, <laughs> the, I'm just Slack. Looking at the Slack channel. And uh, it does need to be done. It needs to be sent to print on Wednesday. And so maybe at the end of next week, you'll see my new floor, my new floor photo. Yep. That looks pretty nice. <laughs> blue, blue and swirly is the... Is... Yeah. Oh, the, it's, it's actually... A, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Maybe this, yeah. Yeah. Just swirly. Anyway, then. yeah, you'll see. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Now, so do you each have your own, like, depending on the, the, the beer type or how do you decide who does it? Or you, do you both work? Are you, are you working on a shared document? Do you have different parts of the process that are yours? How, how do you guys play this I, together? I, I tend to be the one that puts everything, you know, into InDesign and saves out the files. Vicky will tend to collect artworks and work on sets that then just, because we, we just share files between us. Um, and so it's kind of, because, you know, it really boils down to one computer does need to have the file on it. So I tend to be the one that saves it. But the artwork generation goes on, all, you know, all the time, really. Okay. And you and is that you work mostly in design? Do you work in Photoshop and Illustrator? What what's the everything? Everything. 
Yeah, oh yeah, everything's always open. Uh, swap between them all the time. Um, I mean, that's our that's our kind of skill set as graphic designers. We're you know you're the Adobe master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the monopoly on all design software. Yeah, yeah we use those guys. Um, yeah, it's... I just bought. Yeah, I just bought. I bought. The, I finally. I mean, I'm not anything, but I, I bought the subscription finally. Uh, thankfully, my wife is a. Uh, a school teacher so we got the education yeah. discount but nice. we, we yeah. get that too we're on that trip yeah <laughs> so yeah we're we're in like day five of uh illustrator boot camp trying to figure it out so we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes yeah. ah yeah. yeah good luck with the pen tool yeah, <laughs> yeah i used to yeah cause photoshop it was i was pretty hacky in a, like a good way with that with the band you know we were we would do the you know the the album covers and the promo for shows and stuff and that was fun but Illustrator just kind of, I feel, yeah, it's kind of a whole new ball game. So we'll see. Hmm. It changed your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth, worth it being, yeah. All right. Hmm. Noted. So, hmm. yeah, I think that I kind of think of you guys as like digital collage artists. Like you just, you're, you're, you're not limited. You might see something and just figuring a way to work with it. And you're always just kind of taking pieces here and there throughout your life. And it's kind of, it's kind of nice because, what my other people might think are, you know, ra these random images or shapes or textures, they they have a lot of stories for you both that you kind of can remember where you were, the crazy time you were underneath the table or trying to capture, capture a window or... I mean, yeah, it really is like, I'm just so, as we're talking, I'm scrolling down the Instagram feed and I've just come to the uh, the Bagby collaboration that was to September 2018. Ah, I've forgotten what it was called. System failure, I think. That that image is my friend Paul's phone that was damaged. And and yeah, I remember that happening. And I remember thinking, God, that's a great, that's a great mm. image. I'll be able to use that. And then just underneath it, there's a uh, Christmas cake called the parking cake. Um, so that was in September 2018 again. Me and Vicky were at a conference. And, uh, and I had to spend a few hours walking around town trying to find some parking so I could take a photo of it. Where were um, we? Newcastle. Could have been Newcastle, yeah. I think we were in Newcastle. So, so we were walking around Newcastle city centre at close to shop closing time, sort of like the end of the day, um, trying to find parking cake, which is more of a Yorkshire thing. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they do have some stories for us, but we just, I think... It's quite nice, so you can you can chat about them, but you don't need to know that. It, it just is a beautiful, it's a beautiful color and a beautiful mm. texture. I think if you know we we put a lot of stuff um, like our process in making these artworks often turns up on our Instagram. So if anybody is interested in mm. really silly videos of probably me standing over Chris while he tries to balance on a chair and photograph something. There's a lot of behind, get <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff on our Instagram stories, um, of like where we're doing something ridiculous or in the middle of trying to create some artwork or texture. Mm. Um, so the sets, I guess, kind of be more obvious from that point of view. Um, loads of it doesn't get used. We've got hundreds and hundreds of labels that don't get used either because they're not needed or rejected. Mm. Um, so I don't know. We keep saying we should probably do an exhibition of them or something somewhere someday. Yeah, one day. One, one day. On our island. When we go to our island, we'll do it. Yeah. Yes, on our island. Yes. Now, from a, a style sheet perspective, it's really on the front pane is the you know is the Cloudwater logo, 
mm-hmm. and then the name is you know is nested at the bottom is is there is how did you guys come up with that or what was the what was the thinking behind that because it's it it's it's really simple and it works and it's not and if someone's listening and they do this I, I'm not trying to be negative just it's not somebody needing to have their name or logo in you know 190 point font or like taking up a third of the the can mm-hmm. you know it, it's nice it's simple but it, it kind of complements the complements the art you know it's different colors or cutouts of it and so i, I really like it um yeah, that's really our graphic design heads kicking in where you know everything's a balance the point sizes are correct and you kind of can read the right thing at the right distance but really i think that the can design and the like the type layout run version like it that changes pretty much every six months we try and sit down with paul and talk about like what's working what's not working are people understanding what what the style is or, or how to you know what beer it is and so i think this the version that we're kind of looking at at the moment i think we i think we totally tweaked that mm-hmm. about a year ago um and actually as we're coming up to uh, the start of autumn I'm, I'm going to have to go next week to the brewery mm-hmm. and start talking some about the idea of uh, if it's going to start being shipped to you know to Europe as it is and then elsewhere, it might need a lot more information on. So we're, we're gearing up for another mm-hmm. another label tweak really with that. Yeah, I think it's it's classic graphic designers, uh, you know, thing of less is more. How little can we be on there? How minimal? What's the least amount of information and logo and the rest of it that we can get away with? Um, so I guess we've fallen into that trap, but it's sort of evolved from when when we first started speaking to Paul, he wanted a wine label. Um, that was the brief, and we said, no, 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 you need to um, think about it. You're going to probably brew lots of different types. You'll need a logo. You'll need – there's no brand guidelines. We are kind of the brand guidelines uh, personified. Mm. We, are the, we are the logo. Um, so – we sort of said, no, we should develop a set. And that turned into, if you look right back to the very first bottles that uh, were produced when they were producing in bottles, it was more of a, a square canvas on the front with this idea of seasonal artworks and it would change four times a year and uh, have a different artist each time in a set of eight or 10. And since the products have diversified and the, the volume has gone up, We've had to find graphic ways of trying to show the different um, sets and styles. Sets, sets and, and yeah. styles. So I think there's maybe three. How many? What did you decide in the end? Because well, so we we, we currently look at um, there's what we're calling the kind of the signature range, which is 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 an IPA. It's a DDH pale double IPA, um, and they're set with a, a batch of artwork that that we commission. So it's currently, uh, if you look on Instagram for Atelier Bebop, it's our friend, well, and now friend Corbin. Uh, it's really lovely stuff. Um, when you're looking at the signature range, all the type is white and the logo is white. Um, and the artwork's full wrap. And the artwork's full wrap. And the, the idea there is that you would you'd always be able to get hold of that kind of beer. If you look at the collaborations, you lose all the type on the front because in our way of thinking it's 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 one off you're really looking for it if you want it and what you really want to know is the logos on the front so they're really abstract those artworks for that set are exclusively ours mm. so that's the artworks on those are always something that we've done in the yeah, studio yeah. it's not a commission 
And then when you go on to the one-offs, it's still a black logo and still a black type, but they've got, they've got super weird names. You'll never be able to get it again after it's run out. This is kind of where we're talking about sets where like we'll be working on some stuff and we actually work with Paul quite a lot now because he, he usually pretty much always has a camera with him and he has a massive archive of interesting photos that we started using on the cans and I think that's looking really nice. It adds another kind of story to the cans. I, I like the seven photos at the fountain one. That's I don't know whether you've seen yeah, seven photos at the fountain. It should still be online by the time this goes out. There are seven photos in that photo. <laughs> well, there are seven. It takes a minute to wrap your head around what it, what it's saying. There are seven people taking photographs within that photograph. And it, you can count them. You can look around the image and count them. Yeah. And we had to move the artwork around. To, Paul said, like, no, 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 no. You can't crop that person off. It's called seven photos yeah. at the fountain. Yeah. Move it down. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah because i i noticed that and uh, when i was we were in we were in bath and i found a bunch of the collaboration cans and so i was really i was really excited you know they were um you know we bought a bunch of those and so i was i was you know, brought them back to our, our our flat that we had rented from airbnb and um i don't know why i'm plugging them but um <laughs> yeah anyway and it was just really nice because i would i would go to these different bottle shops and i would just kind of they're like, oh, do you want to buy anything? And I was like, no, I'm good. I just want to look at all these different. And I was taking pictures of all the all the labels you guys were doing, and just kind of seeing, trying to figure out what was the the rhyme or reason. You know, was able to get some of the collaborations and the other ones. And uh, yeah, it was just um, there. I knew there was a, a method to the madness, and I just really, I don't know, those the cans really, they they bring, they're just full of life, and I really enjoy that. They're they're really vivid, you know, but they're fun and funky. And they're, you know, they have different patterns. I, I'm just really, uh, I, while having very limited experience with the uh, liquid inside, I'm a, definitely a big fan of the, the outside of the can. Yeah, cheers. That's great. Mm. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, we do that quite a lot, AJ. We go to bottle shops and things and stand in front of the shelves, looking around at the different artworks and things, usually because we're buying beer anyway. But, you know, it's interesting. And then that thing creeps back up again where people, start to say and like this is it's not everybody right okay this is just some certain bottle shops where you go and i find sometimes if you're a woman and you go in there you get advice unsolicited beer advice so um we'll, we'll be in there and they go so have you have you what kind of thing do you like have you heard of cloud water yeah. and then i've got my i'm like no I'm like incognito like i can't tell them yeah like no no tell me more what's it like yeah. what do they what do they do oh they yeah you know, yeah, you uh, look like you'd like a pale ale. Yeah, That'd yeah. Be nice. Yeah, that artwork's pretty. Yeah. That artwork's something, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like was, sneaking in. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and then there was, uh, yeah, we went to another one in uh, one of the stations. Again, it escapes me, but it was, yeah, and, and they were just wall to wall. And people, I mean, it was just really cool to see that. Just, I was kind of watching people watch the cans and see mm. how, how they made their choices. And Yeah, yeah I do that. I, I take so many photos like like oh you didn't want to buy anything today I'm like no I'm I'm good but I just you you help me out like that's me collecting your textures I'm just like okay then I go home and I try to find out or I'll like I'll open because some breweries have the the designers or the artists on the labels and so like I'm in there like somebody trying to get an avocado or or you know, getting fruit at the you know at the at the supermarket I'm like touching them and twirling them around to see if I can get some intel you know for there for another episode and they're like are you okay I'm like oh I'm like oh this is great it's super helpful thank you. Yeah, yeah. And then I put it back and walk out of the store and they're like, yeah. oh, what the hell? 
Yeah. Well, that's excellent. Yeah, because part of the process, if I haven't had the beer, I won't drink it if I'm going to interview the artist because I don't like that's not your thing, right? So if the beer tasted poorly, it would you know it might impact sensory or perception or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It's my method. I don't know if it makes any sense, but I've ju- I've justified it now. Yeah. It's quite a commitment. Yeah, I mean we're we're obviously really lucky to work with such a great brewery and the the amount of stuff mm. they're producing that is just incredible delicious um i think it's a it's nice to work with because there's you know there's obviously a whole team of people at the brewery that we know and like mm. and it's great to see especially with the new hop series that they've been working on that just seems to have gone down so well it's nice seeing it's nice seeing them you know succeed mm. i live in hope that they'll rebrew the bergamo sour from a million years ago that's mm. my favorite one mm. Uh, a, your favorite one's a one-off that's 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 oh, yeah that's, oh, of course. yeah exactly right it's like can you make no we won't do that it's like please yeah so yeah, yeah i agree and i mean that rule we have i was not going to be over there and you know not drink the beer just you know just so we have a special interview so no i drank many many cloud waters whenever i could and a lot of cask beer as well so we uh we we dove full in for the the, <laughs> the, the full proper experience yeah yeah great now, uh, let's see. So, working, does your are you designing for that smaller canvas? Are you really you're really designing pieces of art, and then you're just making them fit on the can, right? Because, I mean, I saw those huge flat. The work, obviously, maybe it's vector, and it's you know that's a whole other discussion. But it just the labels to me seem like they all could be framed pieces that we would put up, and then they just so happen to be labels. So is that is that really how you're doing it? Each one is kind of considering many pieces of art. And then, then, then the frame is the can, so to speak. I mean, every uh, so, yeah, pretty much. It doesn't necessarily mean that the pieces we produce get made into framed artworks, but we like the idea that that you are making something beautiful that should work on its own, and yeah, it just it goes on a can. And all the all the artwork that we commission from for the season artists, that I mean, that is literally framed pieces that. Every six mm-hmm. months, we buy something. It goes into the, I mean, it usually goes into the brewery, and I go over with the camera and take photos of it. And yeah, they are literally mm-hmm. framed artworks. And I like that. I'm thinking about Idle Hands. And uh, yeah. so, with this uh, coffee shop in Manchester opened that we like called uh, Idle Hands, and they asked us to, us and our friends, to put some, some work in there to fill the space up a little bit. Um, and we just put up quite a few um were they all cloud water prints i think they were all framed were, yeah. yeah framed cloud water pieces that were just all the, the entire the entire picture frame filled with mm. a print of the floor of the king's arms or something like that because we like that one particularly so the artwork is probably more important than the can mm. or what's in the can like we never try and correspond don't really correspond with what's in depends whether it's already Sometimes, sometimes I make, if it's a fruity one, I'll make it a light color for that reason. Yeah. But I think you, uh, yeah, I guess we're going off at a tangent. I think that you, uh, I think what, whatever the artwork is on the front, you start to associate the beer with that anyway. And if, if it's a dark colored can, it's a really fruity beer. I think you'll still think of that artwork as, as appropriate because it just is on there. I agree. Yeah. And I think if you're kind of go back to where we started that, you know, early on doing what you wanted. I think that 10 years ago, 
the idea of something, you know, uh, a, you know, CBG, you know, packaged goods and not having, you know, this huge, clearly, you know, name brand, name of the brand, you know, and what it is and what have you. And the fact that you tell them, well, we're just going to put art on it and you'll yeah. know that it's the brand. Yeah. You, they would have looked at you like you were, you were crazy. I mean, yeah. that's really where things have come that people are, want to be adventurous and that while someone can make great beer, they also need to realize what go, the, the can is a whole another piece of that now, which wasn't five years ago. Like the label, how it stands out on the shelves or in, in a tap room or what have you is or a bottle shop or whatever. It's really that's really important. And, it, it, and it's a, and some breweries can make a great product, but they don't have great branding. And it's, you know, it, it falls flat. It's hyper competitive. And so yeah. what your approach, I think, making it art. You know, we say the art of craft beer, and that's really what it is. And so, when we do that show in in the UK, you know, we'll get them framed up, and we'll you know we, we will have you guys be a part of it. I don't know if that will be in twenty twenty two or whatever, but we will do it, and it'll be it'll be wonderful. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, it just it means that we're really lucky whenever we're doing a new venue because we just have, like you saw in the London Tap Room, just massive flags of artwork, and it just lightens up the space. We've got so much beautiful stuff to choose from when we're decorating places it's it's great i i loved it and i it was uh and you know like i said we were with uh you know my my family they commented on it and it was just kind of really nice to to then see that they were you know representing different beers and designs and so you you know everything that that's done is very thoughtful and uh, you know it just it resonates with 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 people so just mm-hmm. wanted to you know thank you for that and I, you know it's really just a kind of learning your story you know, what you're doing is is really thoughtful. It's really kind of, uh, it's experience-based. You know, it's really kind of, uh, I just like the idea of you capturing these moments and then, you know, sharing them with, you know, with, with others, you know, through through your art. Yeah, no, it's just, I mean, it's enjoyable. We like it. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd be, like I said, you guys have been, you know, together 10 years uh, as textbook, you know, again, textbook studio folks. You know, 10 years is a, is a long time to, to, to be working together so i hope you guys are liking what you're doing so it's, it, it definitely resonates and uh puts a smile on my face not that that's really a reason to get into business but it's definitely uh yeah it's, it's, it's great <laughs> yeah cheers all right so this last question is is less art and uh it's more uh for for me but um what's kind of what what's the what's the playlist like what are you guys listening to what's the the soundtrack for for textbook studio and mm-hmm. who and who gets control of the music how does that work do you guys have Wow. It's, it's whoever gets into the studio first. We've got uh, we've got big speakers in the in the main floor. It's all a, a Apple AirPlay thing, and pretty much whoever gets in first gets on the speaker system. We tend to in the morning listen to the NTS radio show uh, that's broadcast from London with Charlie Bones. Uh, the Do You Show. The Do You. Yeah, we like that. It's nice. That kind of kicks off our morning. And then to be honest, it's we listen to a lot of uh, atmospheric music because. If you know, if you're trying to write an email and someone's singing, it can be a bit. Mm, not all the time, most of the time. I would say that we're actually super film buffs. We watch loads and loads and loads of films um, every year, and we often, we often because we see each other every day, we we often talk about the TV shows and things we're watching. So we'll end up listening to the Westworld soundtrack or the, what else have we been listening to? You like Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Oh yeah, that's a funny one. Paul Jones likes to put the Top Gun soundtrack on at the brewery, which is hilarious. Um, so a lot, a lot of it is um, 
film soundtracks actually and yeah. i think we've got quite eclectic taste anyway and there's 11 um, of us in the studio to share the music so that's so i think probably every everyone in the studio probably has quite difficult listening taste if that makes sense like everyone has got quite alternative taste um but we all we find things that are appropriate for the group to listen to that are quite poppy or a beat or a bit more pared back and atmospheric um I, I listen to lots of stuff on the Hubro label from Norway. I love Hubro. Um, but yeah, loads of film soundtracks. Yeah, I know that hasn't, watching. hasn't really answered your question, but... <laughs> well, yeah, I gave a few examples. Kind of did, yeah. All right, so then personally, when you're the headphones are in or you're outside of the, the studio and you have to share, because really what I'm reaching for here is I, we're in different parts of the world, so I'm hoping maybe you got some music that I should listen to and then... You know, we had, uh, you know, that's really, this this question, people think it's for the, the episode, but it's really for AJ to really kind of get turned on to new music. What do we listen to a lot? It's, I don't know, you kind of need to open your phone yeah, and look I, at the... So, uh... I, I really enjoy uh, listening to the cinematic orchestra. I think that they're, because I, I like kind of like more atmospheric stuff. Um, I just think their albums are really great. The new one they brought out, I'm just, I'm looking for my flipping. The new one uh, is called To Believe. It's just... I, I really like that. I also like the um, this is a soundtrack, but there's a there's one called the Crimson Wing, uh, which is just I, mean, I just love it. It's really good. Um, so that that would be what I'd be listening to. Um, I don't know. It's we were art school students, so there's loads of you know the classic stuff like My Bloody Valentine and things like that. Um, we all enjoy Solange. Yeah, we right? love yeah. we love Solange actually. We play a lot of Solange. We love Bill Callahan. We love Smog. Um, what else to listen to? The Twin Peaks soundtrack. Yeah, that's a bit intense. Though. That's a bit intense though. Um, yes. La Tigra. I'm just I'm flicking through my iTunes to try and give you some reasonable answer to this question. Um, what else? The Massive fact, Italian. Yeah, the fact you keep answering is, is is I'm happy. So yeah, you're doing yeah. There's no right or wrong answer here. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. What else? Blonde redhead. Uh, like. Like Mission of Burma, and we listen to like actually one thing we do love is uh, our friend Dan Russell has an amazing show on NTS. I'm going to get the name wrong. What is it? It's, it's called Immediate Hits. Immediate Hits, not Instant um, Hits. <laughs> Immediate Hits. Our, our friend Dan is. We've known him since we started the studio. He actually lives in Newcastle now, and uh, and as you can imagine, every song is rocking. It's an immediate hit, and he he's more into the kind of DIY kind of garage rock kind of scene we listen to a lot of that kind of like punky stuff and yeah. um, i totally rec totally recognize uh, recommend listening to that yeah it's so good like yeah it's really good it's full of loads of uh lots of punky stuff like sort of emo diy kind of thing um yeah yeah it's really good we love that yeah. so it's i don't know i'm looking through the list of things that i've just listened to recently and it doesn't make any sense yeah. Yeah. um lots like, of quartet like yeah I like the idea. Yeah, our recommendation, Immediate Hits by our friend Dan Russell. We yeah, love that. That's All number right. one recommendation, Instant Hits by Dan Russell. All right. So I have a recommend. Have you listened to the, it's a band from Iceland, Sigurós, because you were talking about kind of atmospheric. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like them a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. I like, do you know Moom? No. Like it's Mum, M-U-M. They're from Iceland. Okay. Uh, I love those guys. Um, yeah, just Iceland's just impossibly cool, isn't it? So. Anything, anything from anything from Iceland or Norway is probably amazing. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we uh, uh, the villagers. I like them. Uh, I got turned on to them from somebody, one of our guests, Sophie Devere from Ireland. And uh, yeah, just it's really this is the most self serving question, folks. So, uh-huh. a little behind the scenes of you listening and you and you, everyone says, "Oh, I love getting introduced to new music." It's really we'll customize the episode, so we'll you know we we do that. I mean, obviously, I know you guys listen and haven't missed an episode yet, but we uh, customize every episode with the music of the you know the artist. So. We'll uh, we'll include Dan's music in uh, in in one of the drops, so that'd be cool. That's cool. Yeah, you should do a a playlist, or you know, like a, do you have do a playlist for every episode? Do you ask this question every episode? We do ask it every episode. Yeah, we tried for a little bit. We did uh, for a couple of our first, I think, two or three of our seasons. We made a Spotify playlist of all the music from the the season, and so. We're thinking about doing that again, but we just haven't. Um, when I say we, it's uh, it's just me. So it's, uh, it's a, <laughs> so it just has. It's kind of a it's a content piece I would like to do. I just haven't had the had the time to organize it. Yeah, yeah, do it. We'd love it. Yeah, cool. Add it to the to do list. Well, guys, thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. Um, hopefully, it wasn't uh, too painful to talk about yourselves for about an hour. And, yeah, it's been fun talking to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I hope you know. I hope you guys you know, sit back and just realize how you know hard you've worked to get here, and the really great stuff you're making, and how much people really enjoy it. And you know, it's really just uh, you know, it's just really a compliment to you know your vision that you're bringing it to life. And I just um, I'm just happy to share that with people. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, have a great weekend. I think it's almost. It's almost beer 30 now, so I think you oh, guys... Really oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, have one for me, and uh, yeah, tell Paul and everybody I said hello, and we will uh, we'll let you know when this goes live, and just uh, keep doing what you're doing, and we look forward to having some beers in 3D in the future. Amazing. Yes, definitely. Yeah, thank you very much. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you both. Cool. Take care. Cheers. Bye. have it folks the essential textbook studio interview right here on the 16 ounce canvas a lot of fun a lot of new music right i'm pretty excited a lot of insight into the toilet how that was designed the thought process went on with that and just really understanding how they do it and i love it you know i've had some weird glitches happen since we've spoken to them i don't know if they've cursed or hexed my machine I had to figure a way to, you know, they thankfully only last for milliseconds, so it doesn't allow me to to uh, save it and send it to them. But that would be really cool to to have a pain point in life be used for a positive. It's like for a while I'd go around and I would try to capture different blue screens of death, which is a Windows thing when the computer kind of, uh, I don't know, when it shits the bed. But, like, you notice that that operating system is running all these weird... You know, you'd see that at the bus station, you'd see that at the bowling alley, you'd see it at, you know, Times Square. And so I'd always try to, you know, take a picture of it and whatever. I remember seeing it at Ikea. I thought it was the coolest thing. Yes, I used to work in IT. And, uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's just, you know, like we were saying before, these are great experiences. These are things we get to share with everybody. These are genuine, and it's just kind of, uh, it's just nice. And, you know, Doing it with, uh, with 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 two guests at once is uh, jokes aside. You know, it's really just uh, it's new. It's challenging, right? Because you have to it, 
my thing has always been, and I had to be self-aware of this, and I would probably say, you know, at this point I've gotten fairly good at it, but just letting people speak and listening to them and not being so quick to jump in, you know, I think that's important. It's, uh, I'm not trying to give any life advice here, but if you are interviewing folks for whatever reason, and if you're interviewing somebody for a job, you know, let them, you know, let them speak and speak and speak. I was going to say let them hang themselves, but it's kind of a morbid way to look at it. But what we do here is, you know, I really don't want to ruin a story. I don't want to, especially when there's two of them, right? They're talking, they're listening to each other. Oh, and that reminds them of that. You know, you kind of hear the, the bubble go off, the light bulb. And so we try to allow the stories to, to grow and evolve. And if there's a weird, awkward space, secret tip, we're going to edit it out. We don't want to make ourselves look bad. So this is a great episode, episode 129, textbook.studio, textbook studio on Instagram. Vicky and Chris. Hopefully we'll get together in the future on our island. We'll have a party. You're all invited. Cloud water will be there pouring and it'll just be dope. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You are prayerpeer.com, 16 ounce do or die. I'm AJ and the plugs. Well, none of the plugs. Remember we talked about in the beginning of the show. If you want to get us a review or ratings, you know, it, they say it helps. Uh, I'm not sure what that means. Um, but you know, it helps. So until next time, we thank you. We're getting excited. Bye.